Thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. From the world's first officially recognised sim racing group, it's the Torah Radio Show. Hello everybody and welcome once again to the Torah Radio Show here on Radio Show Limited. What was that about? <laughs> Hashtag RS1. I don't know, I'm being smoked out by a neighbour and it's quite unsettling. Uh, 20 seconds into the show and we've already veered wildly off a, like like a blown Pirelli tyre. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm Matt Hunter and I'm joined as ever by Mr Jordan Groves. Hello Jordan. Hello Matt, how are you doing? <laughs> See above. Slight, slightly smoky, apparently. See above. A dry, a dry <laughs> persistent cough, but it's caused by smoke inhalation. Nothing else. <laughs> get that out of the Just way. Just casual, casual things on the tour radio show. You know, today one of our presenters <laughs> is uh, currently having to deal with one of his neighbours having a particularly persistent barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness me. Anyway, it's another week. This is show number... Who knows? <laughs> it's all melded into one gigantic... the actual number in post, because I've got no idea. One gigantic year's worth of sim racing drivel for you to enjoy at Christmas. <laughs> such as it is, if we have a Christmas. Yes. If we're allowed. Government-mandated Christmas. Um, yes. Government-approved uh... ration of Christmas. <laughs> we're allowed one breast and one leg. <laughs> That's it. Nothing else. Anyway, before that no gets stuffing. taken completely out of context. Um... <laughs> oh goodness me! It's been it's been an interesting week actually, isn't it? For sim again, for sim racing. Yeah, Not... yeah, it has been. I, what I quite like, and hopefully, dear listeners, you will agree with us, um, is one benefit of this uh, weekly edition that we now do. Uh, is that we can cover more stuff more regularly as opposed to waiting a month and then trying to cram a month's worth of news into an hour. And, and then, then leaving to... stuff out that might have otherwise been quite important. And we don't get tripped up. The background. Yes, and we don't tend to get tripped up as much by people releasing things the day after we've gone live. <laughs> gone Apart from the iRacing uh, one last week. We just, uh, <laughs> it was fine. It'll always happen. Um, we 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 continue to insist to insist that game developers and sim developers across the world uh, time releases for just after we finish recording. Yes, <laughs> we will bend you to our will. It yes. is the way of things. This is the way. <laughs> Little Jem Hadar reference for the geeks in the room. Uh, I'm looking at our list. Incidentally, if you obviously if you want to get in touch with us, then you can do via the uh, RSL Listeners Collective and um, post your thoughts on sim racing musings, which is obviously somewhat will, will somewhat get slightly more hidden now that uh, real racing is well and truly mm. back. Um, I have to point out actually just very quickly how much I'm enjoying iRacing, um, but not for the reasons that a lot of people say because I think we touched on this last week didn't we how we're we're quite um what's the correct terminology we're quite laid back about our attitudes towards pc slash console gaming and that age-old ball that really oh yeah yeah um we're not using the term that i despise the ones that lots of people who go from console to pc call themselves um because that's not that's not right on any level. No, if we're honest, it's simply not true. Because I I don't know how it was for you, but when I <laughs> but when I first went on iRacing, having you know I've done PC gaming before. Um, and I went on iRacing for the first time back in February, I think it was. Uh, and I didn't find the jump that difficult in the grand scheme in the grand scheme of things, you know. You're still steering, you're still braking and accelerating, and after a fashion, your brain, your, your brain, your brain, <laughs> Brian, your brain turns to mush. Apparently, uh, 
Is it the barbecue? I'm perpetually stating that I've always had a long week, but I'm telling you it's been a long week. And I'm on holiday. When your long next. week turns I'm, into I'm, a long I'm, month. Yeah. The blustery day turned into a blustery night. Um, conveniently on holiday next week, so don't come asking me to stand in on the American show again. Uh, just putting that out there. And yeah, so anyway, I, I didn't find the jump all that great in terms of the mechanics of what it is that you do to yeah. pilot a vehicle around a track. Yeah, fundamentals stay the same. Yes, yeah. exactly. Obviously, there's tons of in-depth setup related things and stuff that you don't really get on most console titles, um, which mm. is fair enough. And that is kind of the biggest stepping stone, but certainly not um, in the initial stage. And then I came to racing online and it all came flooding back because yes. there were idiots on there too. <laughs> you can never escape. You can never escape. There, nothing quite beats the uh, mix of excitement and just flat out fear of racing against somebody who is yeah. actually a person. <laughs> but what I, I tell you what I have found very different um, is the, the way I sort of mentally prepare for a race because you know there's quite quite a lot riding on it in terms of your license safety rating and i rating yeah. yes as regards that so you're you're out looking for a good pretty solid clean race and you kind of hope that everybody else is too mm. um and you do get that buzz on the grid when you when you're sat there waiting on the grid for everyone to sort of get in and then you start doing your warm-up lap or not as i found in my first formula uh, Renault F2 race which surprised me a bit <laughs> and yeah and then of course the, 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 the sheer jubilation when you get your first podium in iRacing you kind of think that's a big deal and mm. I haven't felt like I haven't whooped and hollered about a sit about getting a podium in a sim race for many years yeah I think that's the thing is quite often um especially on uh, Twitter and in various discords, I've, I've spoken about the, um, the downsides of iRacing's uh, uh, model, shall we say, with the iRating and the safety rating and how um, it can make it less fun. Mm. But equally, I think because of the way that iRacing is, it captures the, the lowest of lows and the highest of highs of motorsport and being a competitor in it. So you, you, you will have... Like for the moment, I've taken a bit of a break from my racing, uh, just because I had a, a bit of a run of uh, poor races. Mm. But then you'll have like a run of bad luck, and then you'll get on a roll, and you'll have some good races. And you, you're right, it, you, it's a high that I haven't experienced in sim racing to that extent. Like, yeah, like there's winning races in Forza leagues and everything like that. But with with because I racing is capable of somewhat replicating the consequences of having a bad race it makes the the highs that much better if that makes sense so it, yeah. it's it's a double-edged sword when it comes to iRacing when, when it's bad you, you get increasingly frustrated but when it's good it is it's absolutely fantastic it really is and you're absolutely right and i'll tell you what it is when you get a member of hopefully listeners can remember this far back and I was talking about Spidey Sense and how yeah. particularly if you haven't got a triple screen set up and just the nature of racing and eye racing you start to develop a sort of sixth sense for where mm. other cars around you are around you which is as valid in real life as it is in anything else mm, definitely. Um, you certainly use your mirrors a lot more um and I love that. I absolutely, I love, I've had some really good close races with people. Um, and, you know, no argy-bargy, no nothing. And it's brilliant. It's mm. brilliant. And now I'm doing IMSA races. Oh, wow. That must be good. What class are you racing in? I, so I did the, I raced my, my beloved M8 at Road America last okay. weekend. Um, and I'm all geared up for doing Sebring this week. Oh, good luck with um, that. Which is a track <laughs> cut. No, actually, it's a car track combo I quite like. Um, so, I don't know, I'm weird. It's so, you, so being in GTE, you get to be the humble bully, because you get to bully the GT3 lap traffic, but then you get bullied by the DPs. <laughs> this is true. 
Yes. I'm so a bully, it's, but it's I'm like a bully with a conscience. It's like bully light. <laughs> bully you know? light. Bully sugar free. <laughs> it's uh, yes. It's um. Sorry, I've just note. I've just uh, had a message pop up about the fire to which I uh, intimated earlier on, <laughs> and the street outside my house is now currently closed. Oh, lovely! There are many. There are many um, vehicles in attendance. I don't know exactly where it is, but this is by the by, of course. Uh, yes. I suppose really we've been talking about iRacing. We should probably talk about the latest update that happened, um, because. We've talked for the last couple of weeks now, and it is weak as we've been on the three shows in the last three weeks. <laughs> yes, yeah. It's quite awesome. Um, and we've been talking about how developers get around uh, adding in content in these weird, strange times, hmm. and the speed and the relative speed in which they can do that. And iRacing just threw a lot of liquid on some people's fireworks. That's a polite way of putting it. <laughs> um, by announcing an update to a circuit for an event that's happening is it this weekend or next weekend it's next weekend next yes weekend. so um yeah it was announced i think half like last week beginning of last week ish um that uh, the upcoming uh, monster energy nascar not monster energy nascar cup series it's just nascar cup series now they changed their primary sponsor like nothing else unrelated Yes, it was announced that the upcoming NASCAR Cup Series race uh, that will be held for the first time on the Daytona road course, awesome, um, would, sadly, in my opinion, um, feature a track alteration because um, the officials didn't want the cars going into turn one at that high of a speed with those poor brakes that they have on NASCARs. <laughs> uh, they were putting in a, an, addition, an additional chicane uh, on the exit of the uh, fourth turn of the oval and just before the pit lane at Daytona. Mm. Um, and within, I think it was on the same day that they announced and confirmed where the uh, chicane was being placed, iRacing announced that within a week they would have that layout ready on the sim. And uh, yeah, duly enough, on um, on Tuesday, with the uh, latest uh, commencement of the, of the current week, of iRacing content, they updated the game, and lo and behold, the track is there. So, <laughs> yeah, um, I'm I'm certain that they had a lot more of a um, heads up on where it was going to be, what it would look like, etc., than the rest of the public had. Yeah. Um, just because these things do take a little bit of time, but obviously, iRacing being a subscription, scubs, yeah, like, easy for me to say, iRacing being a subscription service, and with this constant source of income that's just pouring in all the time. Uh, they're able to do a lot quicker updates and obviously they're also then bound by you know uh, as we've seen with formula one uh, the formula one game uh, microsoft sony and steam have different amounts of time for which you have to a developer can submit an update for it to be approved yeah so that can result in like xbox coming out later than playstation coming out later than pc iRacing being a subscription service based on their own launcher they don't have to worry about that so it's it's a i'd say it's a direct uh product of these the uh model that they run off of which allows them to do these uh, quick alterations and it was the same when um when nascar changed the configuration of the chicane at the charlotte roval last year so um as for the actual chicane itself, in terms of driving, um, I don't like it, but that's not iRacing's <laughs> fault. They're, they've gone off of, obviously, what Daytona and NASCAR have come together. Uh, it seems it achieves their goal of slowing the cars down into turn one, because, if uh, dear listener, if you've driven a NASCAR and iRacing, to put it into context, I'm barely getting back up into fourth gear before I'm braking for turn one. That's yeah. the amount that it slows you down. It's just it, the latter half, as you come back onto the uh, trioval and out of the chicane, just feels a bit too tight. I don't think there's really going to be much um, legitimate passing there. there. There, of course, will be passing because NASCAR will pass anywhere, yeah. even if it means you're driving through them. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's it seems. Um, I, I'm wondering if because obviously they've got limitations of you know due to the pandemic of what they can do in such a short amount of time and let's face it the road course race wasn't really announced 
in, I think it was about a month maybe before the race was actually set to take place. I'm wondering if they will do what they did at Charlotte Roval and reconfigure it to be a bit more racy when they come back to the road course uh, at Daytona in the future. But um, yeah, it's awesome to see it so quickly in the city. Yeah, it is. And, and to be honest, you know, t- talking about the actual, like say, the mechanics of the actual chicane itself. First, <laughs> firstly, I can't remember who it was. Uh, oh, I can't remember. It was it was one of the racing drivers who I um, follow on on Twitter. <laughs> said it perfectly. Said from the official announcement um, that they're install, installing a, a chicane in turn four on the trioval. And he's thinking, just trying to contemplate turn four on a trioval. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, the the numbering system of American Ovals has always been a source of great amusement for many. I only found out um, a couple of weeks ago what it actually was because I'd always, I'd always just accepted it like, oh, okay, that's weird, but oh well, yeah, they've got four turns. Yeah. But then it, I, I found out it's because it's corner entry and corner exit. But then at the triovals, you're right, you're turning through the triovals, so surely that means there's five or six corners. Yeah. And that and, th- and then that makes Pocono six corners rather than three. <laughs> So it's not really not, a triangle. I don't I know. Do it's... not like Pocono. <laughs> no. I do not like... I nearly wrenched my shoulder out of its socket as well. Oh, I Pocono. I need stronger shoulders. Pocono is a great source of frustration for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, you say about that, like, the, the type of scan, and I, I did watch some of your videos. Uh, people follow um, Jay Groves 1996 on Twitter if you want to see some of his content uh usually involves me being upside down but usually, i digress although not on this particular occasion no um, no i managed no. it anyway and, and i saw you <laughs> trying to navigate that chicane. and interesting it's funny because in my head i had something like uh the chicane that they use at the roval the charlotte roval which i find isn't too much of a distraction if you get the if you get the right line yeah the car bounces and you know, do you mean uh, are you on about the faster chicane because that was the one that was updated and made slower for the for last year oh yeah of course because i'm using the older version of it. yeah i think they still use the older version for some reason in oh, the might... rookie event so ah, that, that might be where you've seen that from okay 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 in which that, case that, that layout is what... was terrifying <laughs> yeah but in, in that case that is what they should have had because that was better because the thing is you don't really want to break up the rhythm too much because it's a good circuit it's just i feel like it's it's in between because obviously it, uh, when you look at the two configurations of the charlotte chicane mm. um you had the really fast one which was basically just lifting and it was single file through there and it was quite fun to watch if terrifying to drive um and then you had it replaced with a slower version but it was made wider and therefore was a legitimate overtaking opportunity this feels like it's in between it's single file because it's tight but there's there's no way you're going to be able to pass anyone through there and it's not exciting so it it very much feels like they needed to slow the cars down into turn 1 they accomplished it but at what cost um because yeah. i don't think it's i don't think there's going to be much of a chance of Unless you you're a fool with the accelerator and you and you're lighting up the tires out of the corner onto down into turn one, I don't think there's going to be much of an overtake overtaking opportunity down into turn one now because the braking zone is going to be less. So it, yeah, I think it's one of these things that they will have a listen to the drivers' feedback if they feel the same way after the race and um, adjust accordingly because I believe that the uh, road course at Daytona will be a semi permanent fixture on the NASCAR Cup Series calendar. And of course, Which is one, awesome. Yeah, and, and, and of course, the one benefit of uh, having it in iRacing quite so early is they can get good data from it as well. Yes, and they've very much been pushing that uh, many of the, they want the drivers to jump on and practice. And obviously, that you can't take iRacing like completely. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, as gospel when it yeah. comes to uh, preparing for a race weekend, but we've often heard from racing drivers about how invaluable sim racing is for learning tracks and getting acclimatized. And it gives you sort of, it doesn't give you an advantage. It just gives you a bit of a running start yeah, sort of thing or a little bit of a push. So yeah, I'm sure drivers, a lot of NASCAR drivers will be practicing I mean, because they have, been, have no practice. Ex- exactly. I mean, drivers have been using sims for a good number of years now. If, 
to go to circuits that they don't nece- that haven't necessarily been to before. Mm. But yeah, I, and I think iRacing obviously being at the level that it's at and the accuracy that it's at, I think makes a lot of sense. And mm. it'll be it'll be interesting to see um, how like the you know the esports events and uh, reality kind of if that if they match closely that kind of thing. I'm yeah, because because many series now are running condensed schedules. Yeah. Um, obviously NASCAR haven't run practice or qualifying at all since returning from the uh, enforced break. It's going to be more and more um, essential to do these these sighters on the sim racing. So exactly. Um, <laughs> the reason I'm doing this, uh, everybody, is because so we have a li- as you could probably imagine with a well organised show that never ever ever goes off the rails. No, not at ever, all. Not at all ever. Uh, we, we always have a list of things that we're going to discuss, and I. I keep looking at the thing that's at the top of the list, knowing <laughs> that I'm going to put it off to the end. Because yeah, if it, the, because normally we we try and tackle the list in order, <laughs> but yeah, I, yeah, we are quite unfortunately biased. Against yeah, and I'd rather but, um... I'd, I'd rather do all the really cool, fun things um, first, so that everyone doesn't get angry with us and switch us off. Really, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's talk about so. Okay, so uh, let's change tack a little bit. Let's talk wheels. Yes. Peripherals is actually normally Ben's bag. Um, obviously, uh, long term, long time listeners to the show will know Ben. Ben presents it. No, I'm gonna say it. Ben brings us his uh, uh, list of. I was gonna say something very different. I just, just decided <laughs> against it. Uh. Ben presents his list of things what you can buy for Christmas, and they and they and they range from the really really cheap and sensible to the uber expensive and stupid. Mm. Um, I imagine Simicube appears on that list now at two thousand pounds a pop. No thanks. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, and so you have your Thrustmaster, aren't you? Yeah, Thrustmaster uh, TSPC racer. Okay, and obviously I'm uh, Fanatec CSW 2.5 with the Club Sport uh, F1 Esports 2020 Limited Edition wheel. Thank you, thank you. Uh, <laughs> but there is another, isn't there? Logitech. There is another. I don't actually, out of every, everyone who does this show, I don't know, I don't think any of us use logitech wheels i i used logitech for a long time um i upgraded my wheel around i think it was november last year and i had used the logitech g920 uh for i think it was about three years at that point um and they are fantastic wheels they they really are the g920 the g29 and then before that the g27 a lot of people still use them, even though they are quite old wheels now, and I think that's testament to the uh, bang for your buck with them. Yeah, and I, I think that's what Logitech. Th- there's there is a hierarchy when it comes to uh, sim racing peripherals. Like you, we tend to class Logitech as the entry level because it's great performance at a great price. Mm. You get a, a very good deal with them, and then you've got kind of like the mid to high tier of Thrustmasters and uh, Fanatec's, which uh, moved from Logitech's gear-based uh, gear system to uh, the belt-driven wheels. And then you've got, like, the uber-uber-expensive, you know, direct-drive wheels, like SimuCube and um, uh, all sorts. So, yeah, Fanatec do their own range Fanatec's as well. DD1 and DD2. Yes. Both of which um, are £1,000 less than SimuCube. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so it's there, there is a hierarchy there. Um, so today, or earlier in the week, I should say, um, we had confirmation that Logitech were bringing out a new sim racing wheel, mm. which is fantastic because we, we need more. Um, Logitech always do good stuff, and it's always nice to see more. <laughs> um, now, yeah, the expe- the expectation, from me at least, was that we were going to have an updated sort of entry-level wheel. 
and just and side note just because i'm saying entry level does not mean it's bad it no. is absolutely fantastic the only reason i upgraded from a logitech is because i wanted a wheel that looked like a formula one wheel so <laughs> I, I would have been quite happy to stay with that wheel for much longer um if i had been bothered to customize it <laughs> um so yeah so they've announced the logitech g923 sounds a bit, bit of a doesn't it? yeah a bit of a not as catchy of a name g923 also going from g920 to g923 it's good to see they're borrowing the uh, xbox numbering system um of complete nonsense um so yes the logitech g923 on the face of it at first glance very similar to the g920 and the g27 the pedals look basically the same if i'm not wrong um, and the overall uh, silhouette of the wheel is very much the same. So the, the buttons are all in the set roughly the same places. And you've got a configuration for either PlayStation or Xbox. Mm-hmm. And obviously both are then also compatible with PC. So you can have PC and PlayStation or PC and Xbox. Um, now the uh, additions for this wheel. There are quite a few nice uh, additions for this wheel compared to the g920 the, the chief among which that they are marketing is this thing called true force which they are labeling as next generation force feedback um, now this appears to be a system that is only realized with games that have enabled true force within their development so at the moment they're advertising grid assetto corsa competizione and gran turismo sports as games that will be enhanced with this true force technology now, I haven't really been able to look into great detail as to what True Force actually does, um, but apparently it what, what it does is it connects, the force feedback technology connects directly to the in-game simulation engines and physics to produce higher fidelity real-time response and uh, real-time responses. Um, so it's, it's meant to uh, give you better detail and uh, a little bit better realism. How this compares, obviously, with... Uh, I'm assuming this is going to be another uh, gear-driven wheel. I haven't been able to actually find confirmation. Looks to be that way going from from an internal shot. So how that that compares to a belt-driven wheel, I have yet... Obviously, we don't know because it isn't out yet. Um, I would imagine it will obviously belt and direct drive will obviously be a lot better, but it will be interesting to see what the uh, margin is between them. Mm. Yeah. other little uh, additions they made to the wheel, which are very much welcome. Uh, dual clutch uh, launch assist control. That's pretty nice feature. Um, they've also got Fernando Alonso advertising it. That's not an addition, but it's pretty cool. Me being a Fernando Alonso fan. I'm not a fanboy. I'm just passionate. Uh, they've also included um, rev lights, which are also very nice. They, I believe they were limited only to the um, PlayStation variant of the G920 slash G27 before and now it's on both so that's also a nice little addition um and there's also a lot more buttons a lot more buttons there's um a couple more i think there's a 24 point selection dial on there uh there's a lot more buttons than the last generation as we've seen with more and more games we're finding more and more functions so um that's very much a uh, a good thing um however the price for the wheel mm. um somewhat steers it away steers it away that ah, was totally totally yeah. unintentional i wish i was clever enough to say that was the oh, boy. um somewhat steers it away from the uh, usual uh selling point of logitech wheels as we said that they were they were entry level so you would get um a great product for a great price mm-hmm. uh the logitech g923 uh, will retail for 350 pounds mm. now that is to put it into perspective, the G920 uh, you can get for around 200 to 250, and that comes with the uh, wheel, pedals, and shifter. This comes with wheels and pedals, no shifter. A little bit disappointing. I don't know. Uh, I assume they will be keeping the G920, G27 shifter um, as a compatible accessory for these wheels, but obviously you'll have to buy one uh, additionally. Um, yeah, so it's it seems as though Logitech have gone for the middle ground between the entry level and the mid-range that we were talking about. Because, like, my wheel, for example, I'd say it's about mid-range, the Thrustmaster TSPC Racer. I think I picked up... If I, if I hadn't gone with the extra wheel rim, I think it would have cost me about 600 to 700 So it, it's still a lot cheaper 
than the rest of the mid-range, which is great. But I would find it a little bit harder of a time recommending this for people just starting out in sim racing. 350 seems like a bit of a steep pill to swallow. Um, I don't know whether they're going to be keeping the G920 and G27 in production alongside this or whether they will be phased out in favour of this. If they do keep them both in simultaneous um, uh, production, then I would probably just keep recommending the G920. But obviously, until we have hands-on reviews of the G923, we won't be able to say whether the hike in price is worth it or not. Um, I think the only, the only review I've managed to see so far is from uh, James Baldwin, but obviously we do have to take his um, review of a little bit of a grain of salt, considering he is a Veloce driver who have a partnership with Logitech. So, yeah, yeah so we do have to take that with a pinch of salt. But yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see um, what this wheel feels like when it comes out. Um, I'm actually just trying to find out when it is coming out. Expected to ship in August. Hmm. That's vague, but closer than i thought I say, and uh, soon <laughs> yeah very soon so um so yeah it'll be it will be uh very interesting to see how this wheel feels yeah i mean I... yes why not um there we go. <laughs> and on, on the subject of also uh, other uh, wheelie good news um i forgot to mention that the uh g923 will be compatible for current and next gen um it's been a bit of a uh talking point in uh, the gaming world over the last few days about um compatibility with hard with hardware and peripherals between the next this generation and the next generation of consoles um so um yeah this announcement that it will the g920 the g923 will be compatible with both is is great and also follows on from uh, sony confirming that uh, any driving wheels for playstation 4 will be supported by playstation 5 which is uh, very, um, very good news for those of you who might have invested quite a bit of money um, into uh, your sim racing setups. Uh, it also comes off of the back of uh, da, 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 similar announcements from Thrustmaster and Fnatic, uh, saying that their uh, products will indeed be compatible with both generations. Uh, there's been not much of a mention on Xbox compatibility, but I believe I have read that current xbox one controllers will work with the xbox series x so that would lead me to believe there's no reason to expect if that that, if that, that, that announcement was something that came along quite early on um yes with yeah. the series x which is brilliant uh, as you say because it also means everyone who's invested in in their um uh like elite controllers as well um yeah you're not gonna have to go out and buy out a new one or something exactly um which is which is exactly what we want to hear and it's brilliant and that makes a lot of sense um yeah. there was this question mark over playstation because I, I correct me if i'm wrong but i believe but i believe they announced that the playstation 4 controllers will work on playstation 4 games that are able to be run on playstation 5 yeah. but will not work for playstation 5 games i can't even begin to comprehend how that is a thing <laughs> um but you are correct uh yeah I... that's really odd really odd so it means realistically you may as well just get a ps5 controller which will yeah. run everything you're gonna need one yeah because it... otherwise you're just gonna oh let me get out my playstation 4 controller for the playstation 4 game oh no i want to play the next gran turismo I better crack out my playstation 5 yeah. controller it's a it... little strange like either don't make it compatible yeah. or make it compatible <laughs> it's quite a... it's funny because it's quite an old way if you think like when you have proper generational gaps mm. You know, and I'm talking like way back, like you know, Super Nintendo, Mega Drive, stuff like that. Um, when you have proper generational gaps, but then consoles lasted quite a bit longer, I think, yeah. back then. Um, so it kind of made sense, but yeah, it's it makes so much, particularly as you say, it's it's not cheap to no. do these things properly, and you know, if you've got to shut out another small you know fortune for peripherals that you've effectively already got but work on the next console yeah yeah not that that affects us because we're pc gamers now yes <laughs> but we're not snobby no, we're... uh yeah hasten to add not all pc gamers are snobby just the ones yes. who talk to us and consoles are just as good and there does not need to be this inane and everlasting war between console gamers and PC gamers and console gamers between yes. co other console gamers. Yes. Just 
play games and enjoy it. Yes. Do, do you know? Do you know? I long for the day when I can go on an Xbox announcement on Twitter, on Facebook, or whatever, and not see a fanboy from another platform. Or oh, PlayStation's better. Or why don't you just be PC gamers? Yeah. Like, or vice versa. It's like, well, why don't you just be happy with what you've got? Yeah. We'll be happy with what we've got. And everyone can get on. Yes. It's called the middle ground. It's lovely. If you, if you all work collaboratively, the world is a much nicer place. Yes. Stop being asses to each other. Yes. Uh... There you go. Life advice there from the talk video yeah, show. Yeah. <laughs> Automobilista AMS2. Wow, we really are pushing the main thing back. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. Oh, I've got, okay. I've got to build up to crack my knuckles build up to this one i think i might have actually heard that yeah uh, i did hear that that was disgusting <laughs> please stop <laughs> yeah um ams2 a uh, little bit of an update as they've uh right riser 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 i've never I've actually it, i've always called it riser but I... I think it's riser let's keep it at riser yeah um yeah riser um <laughs> have uh, revealed the july roadmap of uh, upcoming content to uh, AMS2, which, in case you um, weren't aware, went into full launch last month. Um, the roadmap includes uh, confirmation of three new uh, classic Formula One cars, um, which are one second <laughs> uh, the Lotus 49C, love it, and the Brabham BT26, also very good, and. Uh, the Formula V10 Gen 1, which is a uh, generic an earlier version of the... Car. Yeah, so it's like late 1990s, so like 98, 99 kind of Formula 1 era, which is cool. Mm. Always great to see more uh, Formula 1 content, even albeit unofficial, um, in other games. Uh, also confirmed, uh, the Nordschleife will be the fourth DLC pack added to the game uh, later in the year, which... The Nordschleife fan in me, which is very much not a subtle person, is delighted about. Um, BMW and Mercedes uh, have been acquired by uh, the game, for, uh, their licenses. So uh, they more content from Mercedes and BMW will be added in the future. Um, Silverstone uh, will be releasing next week, both modern and historic versions of the track. So another, another fantastic addition following on from Hockenheim last week. And uh, added to, add, uh, alongside that, they've also added uh, championship mode to the game, improved AI, and um, other improvements to the game. So uh, AMS2 is still going strong. I must admit, I haven't really been playing too much of it because there's quite a lot of stuff to be playing at the I moment. So. Um, We've got quite a dearth of sim racing content at the moment. Yes. Yeah. Is... So, um, yeah, it's it's not been one that I've been playing a lot, but whenever I do play it, I really enjoy it. So, mm. um, if, if you're um, longing for what could be considered the true sequel to Project Cars uh, two and one, uh, but done good. <laughs> if you want in- to buy Project Cars three, but with the addition of pit stops, sim handling. And all the other things that make a motorsport racing title. By AMS2. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Consumer advice from the Tour Radio Show. Excellent. So, yes, that's the uh, most great, great to see. That's the most it is, isn't it? Newsline we've done this season. If, if you're thinking of buying Project Cars 3 and want don't. a Project Cars 2 experience, don't. <laughs> Buy, Buy <AMS>. this. <laughs> Goodness me. Uh, yeah. Right, okay, so. Um, that segue just wrote itself. We're gonna yeah, have to do shall, it. Shall we talk about it? Let's do it. Let's. Right. Yes. Project do you want to? Do you want to? Well, <laughs> the answer to what? So, uh, anyone who's been following it, they'll have seen a picture of a single seater with the halo sort of thing, and I was like, oh, what car's that then? Because I haven't been able to work it out at all. And it's. No, isn't it? It's a nothing. It's a. It's their own. It's their Formula oh, S- SMS. Oh, I just assumed it was um, a Formula Renault 3.5, but with no. a halo, which I'd never seen before. No, it's uh, their. It's their Formula yeah. SMS like GP2. Oh, okay. Car, but with a uh, with a with a halo to make it look a little bit less old. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of old, let's look at the car list. Now let, let me quantify it because me, me and uh, Matt have been speaking about this a little bit. In, um, <laughs> yeah, we just uh, uh, a little bit prior to the show. 
And um, I want to quantify before we talk about um, uh, the current track list that one of the only strengths <laughs> that there was with Project Cars um, was the content. It, it was pretty damn good. I think coming from Forza, which we both do, we would kill for a, a, a car and track list like this in Forza because um, it, it'd be I, fantastic. And I wholeheartedly agree. Um, however, the other... We may, I can't remember if we said this last week or whether I've said it in our chats and I haven't actually managed to say it publicly yet. I've certainly said it on Twitter. You can tell they're going after Forza 3 or 4 um, <laughs> because there's, there's a lot of things that are very Forza but they're also a little bit behind the times. Yes. Um, the thing they're very good at being like Forza at is, introduce, is, is, is championing a car list that is largely the same as the last game they released. <laughs> yeah. but, I think I've read somewhere that I, uh, it's either the car list or the track list is actually a little bit smaller than the previous the track game. track list is smaller. <laughs> but again, oh, is Spa not in it? Spa's not in it. Le Mans I was not trying in to it. work out what wasn't in it. So, uh, Spa, so Le Mans not in it. So that day, night and weather cycle is completely pointless. <laughs> well, they've got Daytona. But they don't have any real kind of DPI or no, anything. no, they don't. No, it's a bit. Eh. The new Corvette. It's... Wow, one great. <laughs> let's just have a quick run through the list. I get, I get let's, your point. Let's, let's pick the hi- let's pick the highlights. So, I need to know what a Agadget Agadjanite. It's it's a historic car that was in the last game. I. Never. I never drove it. <laughs> uh, Acura's in there. The a, GT3. A, gaz, a Gazanian Watson Roadster, for those of you who were wondering. <laughs> what he said. I just sounded like I was choking on a toffee. Yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, you were. All that barbecue <laughs> that your neighbours are having again. It's not a barbecue. It is a <laughs> Anything's a barbecue if you try hard enough and just get some meat as out. I said, as, I, as I said before we started, Red Sky at night, barring on fire at the end of the village. <laughs> Yeah, I need you to do a whole show with that accent. <laughs> we don't Welcome talk. to the Torah Radio Show. We don't talk like that down here. I've told you before. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, Acura, two entries, nothing new. The Ag... Ag- that thing. That one. Yeah. <laughs> Ag- the Agadoo, that's in there. The Ag- Alpina, I don't... Think they were in the last? No, they are. No, they uh, are. They are. Alpine. Yeah. Alpine is new. So I was Alpine. I was thinking of BMW. Uh, Alpine is new, and obviously it's got the GT4, which has obviously become a quite popular car in the sim racing circles. In it, Aston Martin is in there. It has the old Vantage GT3, but it has the new Vantage GTE, which cool. is quite nice. It also has the AMR yeah. Pro, which I don't think was in the old one, but that's fine. Uh, Audi is back again largely unchanged format it's got the D- the dlc that was in uh project cars 2 with yeah. the lmp 900 audi r8 which is a car i just love mm. that's fine bentley the old version of the bentley and, and the speed 8 fair enough uh one two three four five some cars for bmw some, <laughs> some cars for bmw no contemporary... Uh, well, the M6 GT3, I suppose, is there just about their current yeah. GT3 car, uh, soon to be replaced by the very beautiful, uh, from the rear, uh, yeah, I was gonna M4 say. GT3. Because <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen what the road going oh. in front of that car looks like, and it ain't pretty. Quick side note, it was telling from the um, uh, the first <laughs> official on-track photos that none back. of them were taken from the front. <laughs> Even the photographer was like, oh, no, I can't make that look good. There's no nice angle here. What you thinking? (laughs) Uh, The guy who designed that front end needs to be taken into a dark room and beaten, as to quote John Cleland. uh, (laughs) Chevrolet, obviously, you've got, as you said, you've got the C8R GTE. I fully expect that to be in uh, Forza Motorsport as well. Uh, They still have the C7R as well for a comparison of something to race against. Yeah, lots, nice of, mm, lots of classic Team Lotus, which was in the last game. Yeah, as well. I believe all of those are carried over from uh, the other games. So, yeah, it's great to see them still in there. I'm, I'm glad they've still got that turbine car, which is just awesome. Dodge slash SRT is in. I think they're new. Um, 
you've got the GTSR Viper, which was obviously a Forza stalwart as well. Yeah. Perhaps unsurprisingly, ben, ben will be delighted yes. with this. <laughs> Perhaps unsurprisingly, quite a few Ferraris. Uh, it's got the 488. So this is the interesting thing. It's got the 488 Challenge, which is also mm. like the Cup car. Yes. Uh, the 488 GT3. No GTE. No, 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 no GTE. No, I, I was just searching up and down the list that's a bit odd it is a bit strange but of course as we've seen from the uh, gameplay so far it seems as though they're not overly um worried about uh no uh, accuracy when it comes to what you'll be racing against no um quite a few yeah uh quite a few fords again um fair enough that's good uh the the mustard again pretty standard uh, GT4 content now. The Mustang GT4's in there. The 4GT uh, LM GTE is in, uh, which is all very good. Uh, a, a lot of this content, again, from Project Cars 2. The one that jumped out at me, obviously, Janetta's back, again, with all the cars that were in it before. The one that jumped out at me, uh, the FIA Formula E Gen 2, the new car, yeah. um, which is a nice addition. Obviously, we're currently enjoying that in R-Factor 2. Yeah. I think people who have Race Room 3 I've been driving that for a little while as well. I like, hadn't actually noticed the Formula E in the track list until about ten minutes ago. Yeah, I so think... that that's been very quiet. I, yes. I thought they would have wanted to maybe um a bit of noise talk about that. that a little more. I thought I'd say make a noise about it. It's not really a noise more. E that's kind of it. Excellent impression. It's like it was in the room. Oh well, at least it would be less fumes than I'm enjoying at the moment. Not many Hondas in there as well, which is no. odd. Um, the Honda Civic Type R Racing in there, I think, is the uh, FK2 TCR car, which is the old, old, the older shape, not the current mm. FK8. Uh, as we discussed in previous shows, uh, the Dallara uh, Indy car in there is the old model. Um, a handful of Jaguars in there. It's got something called the F-Type F-Type SVR Racing which looks a little bit like the Invictus Jag that was in British GT, but I don't think is. I think it's more of a mm. an SMS-styled thing. Yeah. Um, Koenigsegg, the much-touted the much touted Jesco from all the trailers. Uh, it, and as you scroll through, there's a, again, there's just lots of what we've seen before. Yeah. Uh, McLaren, I think the only real addition there is the 720S GT3. Um, again, a lot of the same Mercedes is is uh, the AMG GT3, and that is the old shape, not the remodelled Evo shape, which we've now we're now enjoying on track this year. Um, but it's been in the pipeline for about another 12 months. Uh, massive supply of Porsche again. <laughs> yeah, just a bit. Um, no Cup car. You've got the GT3R, and it's the old shape GT3R. In fact, they're both. It's the older version of the... Um, sorry, the GT3 RS. I apologise. Uh, you've got the RSR in there. The GTE um, is in. But again, it's the older model of it. Not the newer one. Um, it, what bothers me with it... and, and, and I, I know people are going to think we're sort of like hitting them, kicking them all the time. That's not... <clears throat> excuse me. That's not really the case. It's... When you have such a, as I said earlier, dearth of sim racing content, you can kind of afford to be a bit more picky and choosy about what it is you yeah. want as a consumer, what you want from it. Now, we appreciate we are quite a niche uh, consumer in terms of what we want. You know, we want all the race cars. We want the ability to build our own liveries. We want. Uh, real racing circuits we want the racing experience which is why a lot of us use iRacing a set of course of competizione a set of course uh, yada 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 R Factor 2 so on <laughs> uh, but in 2020 irrespective of what's happened one would expect more updated content not less from a title that's that that really does shout about itself quite a lot on a lot of occasions. Yeah. You know, you almost have that phrase, all mouth and no trousers, um, 
springs to mind sometimes and they just kind of they i don't know what it is i think it's one of the reasons why um i've never even though i have enjoyed the games to an extent the, the console ports of them have never been very good no uh feedback no, different games feedback to that you know in that light has never i don't think been particularly well received again that's my opinion um and it just yeah i don't know the track list um just to quickly run through that a lot of real circuits have seemingly dropped off um there are still a lot of the so uh, the uk circuits all the uh, msv circuits that were in project cars 2 are all back pretty much basically if there was a circuit that was in project cars 2 it was in this except for spa except for le mans um cota isn't in there barcelona isn't in there um they're kind of the big ones it seems a bit strange. I wonder if this is anything to do with uh, the acquisition of this game by Codemasters. I wonder whether Codemasters are wanting to keep the more of the Formula One circuits for the Formula One game. I know we've still got the likes of Monza in here and Catalonia and even uh, the unofficial, or maybe it is now official version of Monaco. But I don't see why you would get rid of tracks like Spa. I mean, that's a sim racing staple now. It is. I don't think. I think it's down to the developer. I don't think it's down to the circuit or the licensing with other titles. I don't think it's got anything to do with Co-Masters. Um, it's so odd. It is very strange. I, I I certainly couldn't explain it. I I like that Fiorano's in it. I don't know of any other official use of Fiorano in a game. Um, certainly, you know, in this generation. Um, so that's quite cool. Interesting to see that once again they haven't appeared to confirm whether Firiano will be Ferrari exclusive like it was in the last game. Because that, that, that was one of my big gripes from Project Cars 2 was uh, that two of the DLCs uh, added, uh, is it Leipzig or Leipzig? Leipzig, Leipzig. Leipzig sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the official Porsche test track. And when they brought that in, you could drive anything there. You didn't have to just drive a Porsche. Ironically, I drove but, a Ferrari. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then you get Furiano, which I brought because I love Furiano, and not being an official Formula One car in the game, I wanted to take one of the fictional Formula One cars that they have in the game around there, only to find that they would locked it to Ferrari content. And nowhere did it mention this in any, any of the no. marketing or any of the product description. So I was, no. I was very miffed about that. And it appears I can't see anything here that says that that's the case again, but I would... Uh, imagine that will be so, but at least it isn't an additional expense now, and it is just a part of the base game. Exactly. I mean, that will be because it is Ferrari's test track. Yes. And they are, I imagine. Like quite, I said, quite... totally understand oh, yeah, why yeah, yeah, they yeah, did yeah. it. Yeah. They just need to tell us. There's a lot of things <laughs> that they needed to tell us and didn't actually do so. Hmm. Uh, you've also got the sort of the open world, more open world circuit, more you know the Fiction. uh, fictional. Um, type things Azure Coast which they managed to misspell on their own website um, Bannock Bray California Highway yeah, the Azure Coast is how it is on their website uh, California Highway Havana which I, looks, I can't remember if it was in Project Cars I think it was in Project Cars too. Ha- Havana um, it's also in Grid isn't it as well, yeah Havana so. Shanghai I believe are the exact same layouts from Grid last year ah okay uh, Mojave the, the the thing that made me go ooh that's naughty the Shanghai layout on their on their on their website used the badge from the Shanghai it racing does. circuit yes which is a bit naughty yes it is isn't it yeah but it's not like uh, this studio to uh, emit or alter <laughs> reality with any of their content isn't it uh, I think they didn't alter. sorry my my bias again once once again crept in so. <laughs> It's an interesting car list. It, 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 you can't deny there's a lot there. Um, there's a lot of tracks there. Just don't. I mean, like we said, when when you compare it to like Forza, we would kill for something like this in Forza. Like, imagine all of the stuff that we can do in Forza with like the the uh, excellent livery editor, etc. Imagine what we could do, mm. especially with somewhere like Tora with a car and track list like this. It'd be, it'd be fantastic. Oh, absolutely. The, the irony being was everyone was saying through Project 2, this is a brilliant game if only it had a livery editor. <laughs> and now they have a livery editor, but they've taken out everything else that made it a brilliant game. 
So, or sorry, a lot of things. But at the expense of this. Yes. So, well, you can have this, but we don't really want to put the effort into that. So we're not gonna. We're just gonna take it out. Uh, yeah. So but yeah, just just from from a from a car and track lit like overall. Yeah. Without any of the other uh, stuff about project cars that we know about, um, in consideration. It's it's a very good car and track list. Obviously, yeah. a bit disappointing with the stuff that has been sadly dropped, but it's still in the in the large larger scheme of things, it's very good track list. It's just it's an excellent on paper. It's an excellent list. Unfortunately, yeah. it's in a game, <laughs> and the game is does rather let the side down. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's it's a bit like um can't polish a yeah yeah. Um... <laughs> I like do you know I actually quite like that they've got Osher sleeping in there because that's um that's a good circuit and I uh I used to love that on uh, Race Pro actually. Um... And then you've got like well. the other ones like Sugo, which uh, I only really was introduced to in the last game. That's a fantastic track. Sugo, the problem is, is Sugo to me is a superbike circuit, and I used to have I used to rattle around that on EA Sports SBK, whatever year it was, two thousand and one, something, nineteen fifty eight. Shut up. <laughs> no, I used to go around on Norrie Hager's Yamaha R one, or uh, He's talking Edwards, about bikes again. Colin Edwards. Uh, Castro Honda SP2 very very good times um, yeah it's, a, sure. it's an awesome circuit really really cool but it, is it in Super GT must be in Super GT yes it is yeah, yeah that's why it's there then oh but wait there's no Super GT cars yeah well there's the Acura that isn't a part of Super GT but you can pretend if you squint it's not if anything like it it's a GT3 car <laughs> Literally nothing. That's why I said if you squint and stand about a mile away from the TV screen. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Which actually does remind me, there is a. um... Oh, very quickly, of course. uh, iRacing did another LMP2 Dallara tease picture, didn't they? Yes. Not that long ago, which looks really good. I can't wait for that to come out. I'm looking forward to that a lot. Very much needed. So I'm just quickly trying to find. Because we're talking about Super GT, and um, there is a guy who is working on a very very realistic uh, rendition of uh, the, the, the 2020 Super GT field. He's done the GTR um, and that's, that is in the wild somewhere. Mm-hmm. So that's worth it. We must of course quickly talk about a little bit of real racing. Yes. Sim racing slash real racing on, on two fronts actually and, it's, and they're both McLaren driven as well. Uh, British GT from Alton Park last weekend uh, saw uh, world's fastest gamer James Baldwin win on his debut uh, for uh, I can't remember, never remember is it Team Rocket Sport is that what it's called Jensen Buttons Team Jensen Rocket Sport or something like that yeah, yeah. Uh, Jensen Buttons team anyway uh, took the win in the beautiful brawn liveried uh, 720S GT3 uh, alongside Michael O'Brien so well done to them uh, sixth in race two as well, so they're the lead of the GT3 title in his debut, which is absolutely fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. And um, Angus Fender, friend of the show, uh, third in race one, got the weirdest takeout in race. Two. Have you seen it? I haven't. No. So going through cascades, he's avoiding an accident. Uh, uh, Nick Jones Bentley and one of the TF Sport t- uh, GT4 vantages collided with each other coming down the hill they're on the grass on the left hand side angus you know backs off to let them have their own accident and as he turns through the left hander at the bottom of cascades gets collected by one uh, by a wheel off one of the two cars which um breaks something on the back of the car and he was out Hmm. wow i mean that was just a, a really weird that's that is strange. Really weird. Um, and this weekend, because again, all these things have esports angles as well. Uh, Formula E is doing their racing at Berlin. Um, is this weekend? No, I thought they. It was uh, yesterday. Oh, was it? Was the foot? Yeah, because they're doing six oh, races me. at Tempelhof to round off the season. Uh, one uh, yesterday, one today, and then another one this weekend, another two this weekend, and then another 
next week as well. Um, it's no, it's yeah. three different layouts, isn't it? Yes, yeah. Uh, so yeah, yesterday, very briefly, just because it ties in a little bit to sim racing. Obviously, uh, they had uh, the first of these races on the reverse layout at Tempelhof, and I just wanted to congratulate uh, Daniel App for racing. <laughs> I see what he did there. Yes. Okay, it's actually it's actual. <laughs> Daniel Apt, actual. Well, we, we assume anyway, well, if we well, don't know. Yeah. Takes off the helmet afterwards and it's and that it's sim racer again. And it's Michael <laughs> First the Stig, then Sorry. Daniel Apt. Bit of a downgrade, but... Yeah. <laughs> um, Couldn't resist, goodness. I apologise. Um, <laughs> anyway, anyway, best of luck to everyone racing in Formula E in Berlin. We do love that series, actually. It's very cool. Uh, just need to sit on a real circuit. Um... <laughs> that's another show gone uh, we've had everything oh, this week haven't we we've had new corners we've had new cars we've had a little bit of um old cars <laughs> old car we've had some old cars we've had a conflagration it's all happening here on the tour radio show here on radio show limited i've been matt hunter slowly asphyxiating because of the smoke passing yeah. outside he won't be house. here next week not because he's on holiday but because he will have been cremated <laughs> hopefully not uh jordan has been magnanimous in things uh ben and jordan descriptive uh, ben and jordan will be back next week uh will I? the no, ben and Lewis will be back next week <laughs> for the US leg of this uh, grand tour of sim racing. Because uh, it's getting that way. Have a lovely evening, everybody. Bye for now. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. Tell your friends there's more at RadioLeMond.com.